Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Today is July 24th, 2022. We are reading from the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're in the chapter Working with Others. We'll be reading two paragraphs today, page 92, the first full paragraph, if you are satisfied he is a real alcoholic, and the following paragraph, continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness, which ends on page 93. Um, uh, today, our reader will be Linda S., and that'll be followed by a 20-minute share. Thank you, Linda. Morning, everyone. My name is Linda S., a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. And uh, the reading, if you are satisfied that he is a real alcoholic, begin to dwell on the hopeless feature of the malady. Show him from your experience how the queer mental condition surrounding that first drink prevents normal functioning of the will. Don't at this stage refer to this book unless he has seen it and wishes to discuss it. And be careful not to brand him as an alcoholic. Let him draw his own conclusion. If he sticks to the idea that he can still control his drinking, tell him that possibly he can, if he is not too alcoholic. But insist that he is, if he is severely afflicted, there may be little chance he can recover by himself. Continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness, a fatal malady. Talk about the conditions of body and mind which accompany it. Keep his attention focused mainly on your personal experience. Explain that many are doomed who never realize their predicament. Doctors are rightly loath to tell alcoholic patients the whole story unless it will serve some good purpose. But you may talk to him about the hopelessness of alcoholism because you offer a solution. You will soon have your friend admitting he has many, if not all, of the traits of the alcoholic. If his own doctor is willing to tell him that he is an alcoholic, so much the better. Even though your protege may not have entirely admitted his condition, he has become very curious to know how you got well. Let him ask you that question if he will. Tell him exactly what happened to you. Stress the spiritual feature freely. If the man be agnostic or atheist, make it emphatic that he does not have to agree with your conception of God. He can choose any conception he likes, provided it makes sense to him. The main thing is that he be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and that he live by spiritual principles. Thank you, Linda. And welcome, Barbara. Thank you for coming today and helping these pages come alive. Thank you, Kim, for inviting me. And thank you, everybody, for doing service here. My name is Barbara, and I'm a compulsive reader from uh, Italy, calling you from Paris today. And uh, um, I ask my higher power to really direct my thinking and direct my words to be of service today. Um, the chapter we're in, working with others, really is fundamental in my recovery because I would have not believed it. I mean, I couldn't understand it when I started 
recovery, how important it was to give others in order to rebuild myself. But as the big book says today, this is the only reason of my, the, the only goal of my, of my recovery. I, when I was reading these pages this morning to prepare what I would have said, two things stood out to me. And one was the drastic aspect of this disease and the other one, the fact that only a spiritual solution can save me. And uh, these are like the two most important principles of my recovery. Just to give you uh, a little bit of a, uh, a context of where I come from, I've been in a way for, uh, since the year 2000. So it's been 22 years now recovered only for the last four years uh, because I, for me, stopping binging and purging did not mean starting recovery. I, had I have tried for 18 years in a way to control my food and to, to yeah, to control my food basically. And um, I didn't want to put the food down. And uh, I had not understood how drastic this disease was. And uh, that's why when today I work with others, the first thing I do is uh, to help them becoming fully conceived in their innermost self about the seriousness of this disease, the, the uh, deadly character of this disease, because uh, it's, um, it's really sneaky and it's uh, really baffling and powerful. And um, I don't remember the third adjective, but I know you understand what I mean. And um, so um, when I do work with others, I, I try to, again, help them identify with what I did. And what I did was, as I said again, I came to OA, I stopped binging and purging by the grace of God, and I was 22 because I really went down on my knees and I asked for help. But then I started to use food by eating only three times a day. For 18 years in OA, I ate three times a day, eat everything I wanted in those three meals and in the quantities I wanted. This not only made me put on 20 pounds. This is the very the, the minor side effect that that type of eating caused me. The major side effect that uh, eating anything I wanted uh, a controlled way three times a day in the quantities I wanted really let my mental disease go to incredible levels. And I started to exercise like a fool because I was eating everything I wanted. And in order to cope, uh, to, 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 to accept what I was eating, I had to do sports like a fool. So when I woke up in the, when I woke up in the morning, my first priority was, what am I going to do today? 
as sport-wise. What am I going to do today exercise-wise? And, uh, and during the weekend, my decisions regarding spare time were based on where I could do sports. So if I could go hiking or skiing or walking in the mountains, it was it all, everything turned around the food. And spiritually, the side effects of that type of eating for me were that I was very alone. I was alone with no friends, family. I had very, very bad relationships. And uh, as far as uh, my professional life was concerned, I was very, very, very unhappy and miserable. All I had left was the food. The only thing that worked in my life was my relationship with food in the sense that it was the only thing that was there and never left me and gave me comfort and gave me a sense of security until the point that it started not to work out to, to work anymore because my life just started to get worse and worse and the food stopped working it was uh, in a occasion of a relationship that ended in 2017 that i had this uh, spiritual awakening and that i understood that the only element that for more than 20 years had been stable in life that had never left me was food and that and it's then that i understood that i needed to do something so that's when I started my recovery process. And uh, now, what I know that what convinced me was food. I know that what convinced me to pick up the spiritual kit of tools that this book suggests is. Uh, the level of desperation that I had arrived to. So that's why, as, after, as this paragraph says, it's so important that the person I work with, the compulsive reader I work with, becomes aware in his her heart that he or her, he, he or she is with a deadly disease. And uh, there is I usually spend a lot of time working on history and uh, compulsive foods because for me, it's really true. Step one must be done perfectly. And how do I do it perfectly? Just con again, conceiving into my innermost self that I am helpless and powerless as far as food, as far as food is concerned and that I need someone else to decide what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. I may seem to contradict myself now because of what I'm going to say. I also want to say that when I work with a compulsive reader, for me, the food work is important because not everybody has the same compulsive foods. Some foods and ingredients are very recurrent, that's for sure. But then I can't eat I think there is a dog here. I can't make the mistake of thinking that I can tell someone you should 
you know, based on my experience, this is uh, <laughs> this is what you stop, what you have to put down. I can't do that because that's what people have tried to tell me all my life by giving me diets. You shouldn't eat this. You shouldn't eat that. That doesn't work. I need to really with someone who's recovered, but I really need to get there myself. So that's, uh, that's, uh, I'm sorry, but there is a dog next to me, which is uh, kind of taking a little bit of too much space. And, uh, well, I will show you. Uh, uh, so uh, that's the first thing, first very important thing for me that um, when I work with uh, other compulsive readers, that I help them uh, understand in their hearts what, what they are allergic to. And I mean, I can't help them. I, I can't make them understand, but I can give them the tools that I was given to, and I can give them the experience. Like the, this paragraph says, I can give them my experience, for instance, I, there are, I can be talk out of my own experience. I, as I was saying to you, was someone to, after the phase, thank you. I, because I was eating only three times a day for 18 years in a way, eating anything I wanted uh, in the meals, as I said, I also put some weight and uh, I tried to work that through a lot of sports. And when I started seeing that that wasn't working anymore, I decided to put down sugar. Uh, but of course, I wasn't working the steps because the steps for me were just additional. They were just, uh, I didn't even see them there in a way. And if, when I say that uh, now with a recovered mind, I see how sick that is because I was in a fellowship based on steps and I was thinking that uh, I could get away with not working them and I was thinking that it was absolutely okay doing things on my own according to my own ideas and plans anyway I after seeing that you know putting on I was starting putting on weight I decided to put down sugar on my own without working steps and you know what that cost me? An increased level of compulsion towards other substances, like uh, in this case, salt, uh, salted foods, uh, and also uh, high fat foods. And it was crazy. I have reached levels i've been able to eat food that was unedible for the amount of salt that i would put in it but i had really developed a high compulsion towards that ingredient and on the opposite side of the spectrum i also tried to control my eating by eating everything that was very uh, very healthy from the outside and so I would try to make healthy food into food that would give me comfort, playing with it like a, like a chemist. 
And I'm sure that those of you who do this know exactly what I mean. So this is what I what I done myself, what I tell my sponsees and what I tell the people I work with that I did to help them see again the seriousness of this disease. Serious, a disease that can only be faced through a spiritual solution. Now, how does that look like into my life? And actually, let's go to the paragraph again, because here the paragraph is very specific and it says, you know, uh, after telling the person exactly what happened to me, I am invited to also stress the spiritual feature of the malady and uh, make it clear that the conception of God is absolutely um, um, personal. It's arbitrary. I decide what kind of higher power I need. And the, the paragraph ends with the sentence, the main thing is that he be, he be willing, yes, I still have power on the computer, sorry. The main thing is that he be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and that he live by spiritual principles. Have I believed, have I come to believe in a power greater than myself? Immediately, yes, because I could not put the foot down on my own. Because when I came to see, because I hit my body, which were the ingredients I needed to put down, I did not put them down myself. Remember very clearly the day when I became aware of those ingredients. And I remember very clearly my mind thinking, I will never put them down. I will never be able to put them down. And overnight, something happened because I asked for help. I said, I can't put them down. I am not going to be able to put them all down at once myself because they my were friends. my best friends. And very clearly the next day, the person who put them down was not me. Something had worked in me because I did not want to put those foods down. So that convinced me of, of the existence of this power working in my life. And how do I live by spiritual principles and by the belief of the existence of this power greater than myself being very sick mentally and spiritually? I have had to give myself completely to the steps and have the steps completely change me. And they still do that every day because I need that every day. Living by spiritual principles for me means to, first of all, I have had to work the steps thoroughly and uh, uh, intensively at the beginning, completing all the amends, because in my case, I did try, I mean, not that I did try, but the first time around I worked the steps, I didn't complete all my amends. And for two years, I didn't receive the promises. When I completed all the amends, I then received the promises. So that's the first thing I want to focus, I, I want to underline talking in the steps. And then how, after working the steps, I had to start immediately working with others. 
and which is a fundamental thing. And then uh, invent, I mean, working the steps for me really means after I've have, I have conceived the existence of this higher power greater self, and I have conceived to my innermost self that I have to surrender my life and myself to this power. I need to start making inventories. I need to start making amends. I need to start uh, connecting with my higher every day. And uh, it has an enormous place in my life. It has the main place in my life. Why? Because otherwise I would have not have any life. So today I talk to my sponsor every day. I work the steps every day, whether it's an inventory, whether it's a 12 step because I work with others every day, with my sponsors every day. I work the steps by reading the literature. Oh my God, sorry. Uh, I work the steps by leading, reading the literature, by using also the tools of a way, like the writing, it's a tool that I use a lot. And, um, and it's a journey. I feel definitely recovered from when I arrived here four years ago. Oh, arrived here. I arrived to surrender to the steps. But it's a daily reprieve and it's a daily work because I wake up every day as a compulsive reader who has a mental, physical, and spiritual malady. And uh, I heard the other week, and I will end like that, that uh, addicts have, uh, because of the hole in the soul we have, we have a, a higher craving for God than other people. And uh, I consider this a gift today because it's true. After I put the food down, I started to need God more than anything else because I can't fill that hole without anything else, if not a power greater than myself. And uh, with that, I'll pass because I think it's time is done. And thanks for allowing me to be here with you today.